This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's time to awaken an entire nation. I'll be a dog till I die. Between the hedges, look it fly. 90,000 in the stands, I'ma do my dance, make it look fine. Coach, put me in the game. UGA, yeah, the name. Yeah, the offense gonna turn up, but the defense gonna win us the game. Here's your host, Corey Burton. All right. Welcome in to a Hunker Down Monday edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. I'm your host, Corey Burton. I'm flying solo again today. We got a college football week two recap. It is the eve of the SEC opener. Uh, SEC opens play this Saturday, September 26th. Georgia will... Uh, travel to Fayetteville to take on the Hogs of Arkansas, and uh, we'll talk about some of the other games to look out for as well. Uh, we'll talk about kind of uh, getting ready for that. Uh, we have uh, Kyle Sutherland of Hog Talk coming on. Uh, we'll preview the game. That'll come out Wednesday. Uh, Israel Troop is going to make a return trip. We're going to talk more in depth about uh, Georgia, and we're going to make our picks for the week. We're going to pick SEC games and maybe a couple of other uh, ACC games as well. So, uh, our show is brought to you by, uh, before I get into that, our show, you can find us on social media at Believe in Dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. As I mentioned before, our show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The wait is over. Football is back. The SEC is back, too. Uh, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Uh, I got in on some action. I made a few picks as well. Uh, I got in. I won my first bet. Thank you. I uh, picked the Rams. Uh, they were plus one, and I picked the over. I did a little two-bet uh, two parlay. I uh, won that. I uh, didn't have huge stakes, obviously, uh, because I'm not comfortable yet, but I did win my first one, so that should be pretty good. Uh, the other picks that I made uh, for the NFL uh, that I didn't bet on, but uh, if you listen to me and bet on that, you uh, I'll, I'll let you know how you did. Uh, Carolina, they did not cover the nine and a half uh, points against the uh, against the Buccaneers. Uh, that was one of the ones that I felt bad about. Christian Christian McCaffrey uh, was lost; he'll miss several weeks on that. Uh, the Saints minus five and a half. We'll see kind of how that plays out tonight here on Monday Night Football as they travel to uh, open Allegiant Stadium out in Las Vegas. Uh, the Cardinals, I made that selection, minus seven against the Washington football team. A lot of people were high on the Washington football team, but uh, I was not. I was more uh, in favor of the Cardinals, selected them, and they uh, well, they took care of business, to say the least. So 
that was good, and uh, and I felt I felt good. I I thought maybe I was going to bet on one of those other games, but I never really got around to it. So, um, for game spreads, totals to team and player and coaching props. Speaking of coaching props, uh, there is one out there and available that um, will an NFL coach be fined for not wearing a mask? Uh, it's plus one ten on the money line for yes, and minus one fifty on the money line for no. Uh, that'd be a kind of a fun prop. Um, and there's some Super Bowl f- uh, futures, NBA Conference Finals, and NCAA Men's Basketball Championship odds as well. Um, total sacks allowed by the Eagles in Week Two. Uh, the over was three and a half. Um, the under obviously was also three and a half. So I wonder how that one played out. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Call to action. Uh, we're going to so head to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So uh, betting has actually become uh, pretty fun. I, I I still do the low stakes to to make it and keep it that way, so uh, that I don't make sure. Well, that I don't. Well, that I make sure. Excuse me that I don't go overboard and, and ruin my experience. So Bet Online is, is giving me the chance to do that. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so let's talk about college football week two. A lot of good games. Uh, a lot of games that ended up um, to be really good. The Miami-Louisville game ended up being the game of the week. Uh, it was broadcast as such on ABC, um, and it, it lived up to the building. I I was wrong. Uh, I will admit that I was wrong about Miami. I was wrong about Manny Diaz. It seems like, um, you know, I, I may have misjudged him after week one. I think I gave maybe the wrong impression uh, that they weren't as well coached as they could be. Uh, they looked at that. They looked well coached, extremely well coached on Saturday night. Uh, I felt like they had a great plan defensively and offensively. Uh, Derek King is proving to be the real deal. He's settling in. He's making plays. Rhett Lashley. Uh, the offensive coordinator was dialing them up all night long. They kept Louisville on their heels. They were scoring in bunches. They were getting guys wide open. And I, I just really kind of like how uh, they use tempo as well in their favor. And, and you know, sometimes when you use tempo, you don't know what you're going to get because if you get a whole bunch of three and outs, your defense gets worn out and it backfires on you. But I think Miami used it masterfully. I think Derek King was very smooth in what he did. I thought the run game looked great. I thought uh, – Play action was phenomenal. It got guys wide open. Uh, and, and I thought just Miami kept them off balance all night long. Uh, Louisville had a great offensive game plan. I thought they, they did well. They fought back. But, you know, in the end, it was, you know, too little too late. Uh, there was a couple key turnovers in the game. And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of things that were happening. So, uh, you know, Miami played a really good game. Um, hats off to them. Louisville also played a really good game. You could tell they were well coached. And uh, you could tell that they were... Uh, they were polished too. I, I think Miami just had a better game plan. Miami's defensive line is scary. Um, I didn't realize and, until watching um, that Jalen Phillips, who was a former uh, four-star defensive lineman, uh, former four-star uh, rush end, I guess, uh, signed with UCLA out of high school, transferred to Miami. He's wreaking havoc over there. I mean, he he's really doing a good job. He he's he is uh, he is hell to deal with off the edge, and and it's really tough for for offensive linemen uh, because of his speed and, and his move and his quickness. So uh, I was very impressed with that, and Miami impressed me a lot in in this ACC uh, matchup with Louisville. Louisville again, um, you know, 
that offense is good. Um, Elite Cunningham is is he's the real deal too. Um, but they just couldn't keep him upright. They couldn't protect him, and that ended up being the difference in the game. Uh, I think because it, it allowed Miami to get the ball back in uh, advantageous situations. It allowed their offense to pop. Uh, Miami could protect. Louisville could not, and and that was the difference. So uh, hats off to them. Talking about Georgia Tech. Last week I complimented them, saying, "Hey, maybe they're on the rise. Maybe they're you know they're getting better each and every week." And and Jeff Collins is doing a good job. Well, DJ Jazzy Jeff, as as his nickname is at practice, I, I think he was uh, I think he was feeling himself a little bit. Uh, UCF came in and quickly humbled the Yellow Jackets. Uh, it was uh, you know Dylan Gabriel. You know I talked about him on on Illegal Motion uh, last week. We talked about uh, when we previewed this game. That Dylan Gabriel was, uh, you know, was a special quarterback. He's a he's a um, his, when he started last year as a freshman. I mean, the kid's special, and he comes in and, and he shows you why. The lefty was just he was on on point all day long. Uh, he was he was hitting receivers in stride. He was fitting the ball in tight windows. He was poised, making great decisions, uh, things like that. I thought the game plan was really good. Uh, I thought uh, physically they outmatched Georgia Tech. And I thought the defense uh, for the Golden Knights really put pressure on Tech's offense. Sims did it. I thought Sims did a good job at, at times, but I think Tech was—I don't want to say careless with the ball, but uh, they didn't protect the ball very well. There was a lot of turnovers, interceptions, fumbles, missed exchanges, things that you know, things that you expect to happen in Week One are happening in Week Two. And so, you know, they're still a team. Again, uh, as I said last week, they're still a team that's on the rise. They're still a team that's got a lot of stuff to figure out. They're still a team that doesn't have a lot of depth and, and is not exactly built for what they want to do right now. They're still, they're still largely built for uh, what Paul Johnson did when he was there with that triple option scheme. Uh, defensively, I think um, they, just, they just ran into a buzzsaw. Dylan Gabriel put on a clinic. Josh Heupel, uh, the head coach at UCF, came in, uh, did a good job of attacking, keeping the pressure on, and making... Uh, Georgia Tech make all the mistakes, forcing him into unforced errors, and and they did just that. And so Dylan Gabriel was able to pick them apart. They were able to use uh, numerous weapons uh, throughout the day. They were able to get short fields and advantages. I think they had a uh, I think they had a pick six towards the end of the game as well that helped them pull away. So uh, hats off to UCF. Uh, they're a special bunch, and uh, they, you know, I, I was very very impressed with them. Uh, so uh, th- those are a couple of ACC games that I watched. I didn't watch any Big 12. Um, I didn't really um, – my son Huck turned five uh, this uh, this past week, and we had his party, so I didn't really get a chance to watch a whole lot of football um, on Saturday. But uh, those are two games that I kind of paid attention to. Uh, UCF, way too many turnovers. Okay. Um, on on illegal motion, I made some college picks. Um, and on this show last week, last Thursday, I made some picks. You know, I picked Louisville plus two. That game could have gone either way. It did not go my way. Um, I grossly underestimated Miami. I will give them more respect going forward. So if you're a Hurricane fan and happen to be listening to this, for whatever reason, uh, Kane fans, I apologize. Uh, Maybe I'll give you a little bit more credit, give Manny Diaz a little bit more credit next week. So hopefully you don't make me a liar out of that. Okay, uh, looking at another game, uh, Wake Forest. Okay, I picked them. I picked uh, Marshall over App State. A couple, couple of notable games um, in that regard. So, uh, talking about Marshall, I, th- I thought Marshall did a tremendous job at home of really just grinding the game down to a nub. I think both offenses come in uh, extremely productive. 
and you could tell that this was a well, uh, these were two well-matched defenses because there wasn't a whole lot going on uh, as far as what they were able to get. Both defenses were very stingy, and I thought Marshall did a phenomenal job of forcing turnovers. I think that was the story of most of, most of the wins last week was how many turnovers can you force? How many unforced errors can you can you get the other team to commit? And I think, uh, you know, looking at Marshall, they did a they did a great job of that. And, and I think that it was uh, it was something that allowed Marshall opportunities to score. Now that's not to say App State's defense wasn't great, um, but you know I thought Marshall did a great job of forcing these turnovers, especially late in the game, because App State had a couple of opportunities late in the game. They're driving. Uh, they get down there. I think it's like five minutes to go in the game, six, five, six, seven minutes to go uh, in the game, fourth quarter. Uh, App State gets down there, has a chance at a short field goal. They miss it. Uh, and then I think um, there's another opportunity they have. They, they, they quickly get the ball back. And the guy's running in. They hit him beautifully on a seam route. They, they scheme him open. They, they hit him beautifully on a seam route. And then all of a sudden, Marshall's defender comes in, pokes the ball out from behind, uh, just about as he's about to cross into the goal, uh, as he's just about to cross the goal line into the end zone. It forces that turnover. Uh, Marshall recovers, and uh, that's the ball game. So uh, stuff like that happening uh, to a ranked team that shouldn't happen. Uh, but you know, Marshall's a tough opponent. They're tough at home. Doc Holliday is, uh, you know, there's a reason why they're tough at home, and so. Uh, I thought uh, I thought they had a good game plan. I thought they did a good job of disrupting and frustrating uh, App State and everything they could do. And, and of course, anytime you can force some turnovers, that's uh, that's also good as well. So uh, I was very very impressed with that, and uh, I was very impressed with what Marshall was able to do. And uh, App State, they're going to have to regroup. I have no doubt that they will. Um, but uh, this this game proves that you have to take care of the football, especially if you're running all alone. And you're about to score. Make sure you're aware that uh, that's a defense. That's the defensive back's favorite thing to do, is when you're running to come for, to come up uh, from behind you and punch that ball uh, right through your armpit and punch that ball out. And uh, that's the, that's that's a technique that they learn. That's a basic technique. And you've got to be as a ball carrier. You've got to be able to kind of feel that if there's if there's bodies around you or if there's somebody that you feel like is coming up from behind you, you know you got to protect that point from you know by simply just putting your elbow down. So anyway, they got to do a better job of protecting. They got to do a better job of not making and committing these mistakes and mental mistakes and uh, things like that. So um, hats off to Marshall, though. I don't want to take away from from that victory. Uh, another game that I picked, uh, Wake Forest was an underdog. I don't, I can't remember how much the line was at this point. Um, if you listen back, you can see. But uh, NC State in a shootout. Won 45-42, game went back and forth. NC State would go up big. Wake Forest would come storming back. Wake Forest took the lead. NC State comes storming back. Uh, Sam Hartman, 23 of 36 for 236 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Kenneth Walker was the leading rusher in the game. 27 carries, 131 yards and three touchdowns uh, for the Deeks. Uh, I think everything that went right for the Deeks, um, unfortunately, didn't go right on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it was... Uh, it was kind of disappointing. Uh, Ricky Person scored the late short go-ahead touchdown uh, with about 5.51 left. That that would prove to be the difference um, with with uh, with NC State. Um, the Wolfpack uh, go to 1-0. That was their first game. Um, he ran 
uh, Ricky Person ran for 99 yards and two scores uh, for the Wolfpack. They open up their eighth season under Dave Dorn. Uh, a very good, well-thought uh, shootout type of victory. Um, it looked like two Big 12 defenses going at it, as did the Miami and Louisville game. It looked like two Big 12 defenses going at it. Lots of confusion, lots of lots of big plays, uh, but both teams really just kept fighting. And it looked like a, it, you know, I was switching back and forth between that and Louisville uh, and Miami, uh, and I just kind of ran out of gas. I didn't finish either game. Um, but uh, the Demon Deeks were coming off a, a huge, huge game against top-rate Clemson. Um, they, you know, the offense had plenty of success moving the ball, finished with 385 yards. Uh, they struggled to stop the Wolfpack defensively. Um, they, you know, defense has got to, you know, they got to play, they got to play better. They got to play more sound. They've got to, you know, Again, they they've got to create opportunities and, and wreak some havoc. When when you're under talent, when you're under talented, or when, when you're behind the eight ball in that regard, maybe you got to create more pressure. Maybe you got to create more havoc. Uh, so we'll see kind of how Wake Forest regroups. They're zero and two right now, um, and uh, two tough, um, emotionally draining, physically draining games against two really good football teams. Uh, first three games uh, when the schedule came out, this is Murderer's Row, says Dave Clawson. This level of competition. We've got to make sure this makes us better. Um, NC State off to a great start, uh, offensively at least. Uh, defensively, they got some work to do. Um, they've got to uh, again uh, make things uh, make things flow for them. Okay, um, they had a new offensive coordinator, Tim Beck. Uh, they had 463 yards after not scoring more than 26 points against any ACC team a year ago. So I would say that's an upgrade. Uh, NC State also had four touchdown drives of at least 75 yards. So not only are they making explosive plays, but they're also grinding out long drives. So up next for Wake Forest, they host Notre Dame. Yikes. And uh, Wolfpack makes its delayed visit to the Hokies next Saturday. Their game, NC State, obviously was was rescheduled. Uh, so their debut was actually uh, this past week. So it was week one for NC State, week two for for the Deeks, uh, and, and in this COVID era, that's the type of stuff that's going to happen. Um, I talked about some of the NFL picks that I made. Um, I'm getting better at this betting thing. I'm getting better at kind of recognizing lines and recognizing trends and things like that. So um, this is going to be fun. All right. Um, but it's a big week. Uh, this is a, a UGA-centric show. We're going to get plenty of Arkansas previews in, in upcoming episodes. I want to talk about some of the games that uh, that I'm excited about um, in the in the in the SEC slate uh, this week. Um, I think there's a lot of good things coming on uh, coming around the around the bend here. Uh, you got Ole Miss and Florida. I talked to my friend Steve. Uh, depending on who wins that uh, quarterback battle there in Ole Miss, looks like Matt Corral is leading the charge there. Florida can Kyle Trask go on the road? Can they beat uh, new head coach Lane Kiffin? We'll see what they've got. Uh, Ole Miss has got some weapons. They're 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 a team that's kind of laying in the weeds, and you know they're sneaky good. So we'll see what kind of difference Lane Kiffin can make. We'll see what kind of start they get off to. Those new uniforms they they brought out were outstanding. Those they call them icy blues. They wear those with the blue helmets. Uh, maybe they can get some blue pants and they just go all blue. That'd be cool. Uh, Kentucky is traveling down to uh, Jordan Air uh, take on the Auburn Tigers. That'll be uh, that'll be a that'll be a grueling, um, you know, slugfest. I think Kentucky's one of those teams that is just physically imposing. I, I think defensively, they play really well. They're fast. They're physical. They move around. Uh, they have you know they're well coached, and uh, I, I think they're a team that 
They won 10 games last year. So uh, Auburn is 10.5-point favorites. Uh, I would, If I was a betting man, um, I might take Kentucky plus 10.5 um, in the early line. So if you're listening to this right now, um, maybe take a look at Kentucky in the opening lines. Kentucky is very, very tough. Uh, the uh, CBS game of the week, uh, LSU host Mississippi State and the Pirate. Uh, we'll see what Kylan Hill can do uh, for the for the other Bulldogs. LSU, again, a very depleted roster after Jamar Chase opts out. You have all those guys leaving for the NFL. I have no clue what they're going to have, um, but I'm sure that uh, because they've recruited well, they will have uh, they will have some firepower there. Uh, just some guys that you've probably never heard of. At 3 o'clock, you got uh, Georgia at Arkansas on the SEC Network. We're going to talk about that plenty. Um, but uh, the quarterback battle right now is still deadlocked. Uh, Carson Beck and Dewan Mathis right now are the top two. JT Daniels not quite cleared yet. Uh, going to find out later in the week if he is indeed clear and if that makes a difference in the uh, quarterback competition. I'm not sure. Uh, Dewan Mathis, if you saw the new highlight, uh, the hype trailer, uh, there was a new. Uh, there was also a kind of a behind the scenes on. Uh, I think SEC Inside. They did a kind of a behind the scenes look at practice. Um, and Dewan Mathis, he threw some dimes. I mean, he has. I feel like he has pretty good command of that offense. It's just whether or not he can do it consistently. And so that'll be kind of what what we look forward to. I think Dewan Mathis is going to start that game. I don't think JT Daniels is going to be clear, and I don't think Carson Beck has what it takes to to unseat Dewan Mathis. A very hungry Dewan Mathis. So. We'll talk plenty about that, and we'll talk about what Arkansas brings to the table. Uh, again, Kyle Sutherland, I want to give you guys a teaser. Kyle Sutherland of Hog Talk, uh, we welcome him uh, to the Believe Network with his first cross-promotional uh, game preview show. Uh, he'll be on uh, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast uh, with me, and that'll be a fun, fun preview. Okay, uh, Port Missouri, they host Alabama. Um, that's about all I can say about that game. That'll be a 6 o'clock uh, Central Time start from uh from Como, I think is what they call it, Memorial Stadium, Ferret Field um, in Columbus, Columbia, Missouri. So uh, that'll be, you know, you hope that Missouri can can compete, um, but not sure what they have, uh, but it'll be interesting. Uh, Vandy uh, travels down to Texas A&M. Uh, that's going to be, uh, I don't know about that. That's not a great opener for Vandy, but they, they're very pesky. Uh, they, can do, they can do a few things. They've got two new coordinators that I, that I believe in. I think Vandy's going to have, uh, you know, they're going to be a tough out. They're not going to be an uh, easy steamroll type opponent. I think Ted Roof is uh, is great. He'll use the uh, he'll use his personnel uh, well, and I think that uh, he takes a lot of chances. He brings a lot of pressure, and with that, uh, it's either feast or famine type defense. And you know, for Vanderbilt, maybe that's what they need is that they can make some some big havoc plays. They can uh, they can do a few things. So. Uh, A&M hosts them. Of course, Kellen Mond is is a is a quarterback to be uh, to be reckoned with, and he's somebody that um, you know I, I think is going to be a special quarter. He might be the best returning quarterback in uh, in the conference. So uh, Vandy is plus twenty eight and a half. That's a huge line for a conference game. Um, I might be willing to I might be willing to take that. I don't know, um, but it, it'll be it'll be something that that's interesting. Uh, they get the late start um, there. That might give them plenty of time to get ready. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. That's going to be on the SEC Network alternate channel. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Okay, there will be more preview with that. If you want a, if you want an extensive preview, uh, check out um, check out Zach Stacy and Matthew Perkins on the Believe in Vanderbilt Football podcast right here on this network. They do a tremendous job. Again, Zach Stacy uh, has done a, 
Uh, great job since joining the show. Um, I actually made an appearance on the first two episodes talking about the coordinators. So uh, I, I studied uh, Vandy's coordinators uh, back in, I think it was May uh, when they launched. So uh, that's, you know, that'll be an interesting game. But if you want more analysis on that, please check out Believe in Vandy. Uh, believe in Vanderbilt football with Matthew Perkins and Zach Stacy. They do a, they do a great job. I think they're going to have somebody on that's going to help them preview this game from the Texas A&M side of things. So that'll be fun. So be on the lookout for that. Um, also, um, the um, positively Ole Miss. If you want more insight on uh, Ole Miss, it's free content. Uh, be sure to check that out. I've helped. Uh, I've I've had him on Steve Willis. I've had him on on my show periodically. And if you want more. Of that, uh, he does a daily podcast, and uh, that, that's that's available for you. Uh, Believe in Everything Auburn um, with Jason Campbell, Taylor Davis. If you want more of that, uh, maybe maybe you'll get a dual episode with Vinny Hardy, Tony Delk, and uh, the Believe in Everything Auburn crew. Uh, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, also, Believe in Everything Ole Miss right here with uh, Jordan Dollinger. So there's plenty of Ole Miss content, plenty of Auburn content, plenty of Kentucky, plenty of Georgia, plenty of Arkansas. I uh, don't know about Bama. I uh, don't know about Missouri. There's plenty of Vanderbilt content. Now looking for that Tennessee-South Carolina. That's a that's a great opener for Tennessee because South Carolina, I, I think, doesn't know what they have right now. They've got a brand-new offensive coordinator um, with and Mike Bobo, who's very good as an offensive coordinator. I know that from personal experience. Uh, he used to be uh, – he had some of the higher-ranked uh, – he had very explosive offenses here at Georgia, uh, especially when Aaron Murray was, was the quarterback. Um, and, and so he's going to do a good job. It's just a matter of can they do it week one? I don't know. Are they on borrowed time? Is Will Muschamp in a COVID era? Is he on the hot seat? Is a hot seat a thing this year with with COVID? I don't know. That's uh, that's something to be considered. That's this, this is a game uh, that's to be looked at. SEC Network six thirty p.m. Uh, that's the night capper. Uh, hopefully that um, you know. Hopefully it'll be a good game. I think it will be. Uh, I think Tennessee brings a lot to the table as well. You'll see kind of what that what that offense looks like. Uh, can can Guarantano can he grow as, as Tennessee's quarterback? Can he can he function uh, as Tennessee's quarterback? Are they going to play the carousel like they did last year, where uh, you didn't know who was going to start week to week? Guarantano started the bowl game. Uh, Brian Maurer started uh, against Georgia. I think they had two other guys start at some point. I I, I think they they're trying to figure out who that guy is. Uh, but you'll get a steady dose of uh, Eric Gray and uh, Ty Chandler at running back, and you'll get uh, you'll get a defense that flies around and and uh, plays simplistic. But they're going to bring a lot of pressure, and they're going to they're going to play uh, some tight coverages and things like that. So I think Pruitt does a tremendous job. He's done a great job rebuilding that roster. I have to give him credit. I don't really want to, but I have to because I, I think uh, for for all the things that that you can say about Pruitt and you know all the all the fun we poke at him for losing to Georgia State and you know the clips that are on YouTube from from his days in, on MTV with uh, with not knowing what asparagus is. You know, just some of the things that we we poke fun at uh, Jeremy Pruitt about. I think that one thing we can't is, is his ability, and he's proving this uh, his ability to build a program. I think he he's you know it's uh, sure and steady. It's improving. Now it may not be improving by leaps and bounds, but uh, knowing what he took over when Butch Jones got fired was uh, it. I mean. To say it was a mess is an understatement. I mean, you know, you have a roster that um, was built to uh, was built to. I don't know what they were built for, but they went zero and eight in in conference. Uh, they went winless in conference for the first time in maybe ever, uh, and and so I think it was the first time they hadn't been bowling in quite some time either. And so 
uh, he just, I don't know. I mean, he just had a tough task ahead of him. And, and you know, he was, he was uh, competing against BYU. Uh, he was uh, struggling and ended up losing to Georgia State. You know, they paid him a million dollars to come in and beat him. Uh, you know, they would get shellacked by, uh, by Georgia and Florida. And, and uh, you know, there was some, there were some things that happened. Um, you know, the game was tight at halftime with Georgia last year, but Georgia pulled away and pulled away in impressive fashion. Uh, Lawrence Cager, George Pickens uh, really burst onto the scene. Uh, they had really good games. Jake Fromm, that was probably the last good game he had, actually, um, besides maybe the Florida game. So, anyway, uh, Tennessee is, you know, they're getting better. They're improving. Uh, Cade Mays is eligible now, which um, I think a lot of Georgia fans will not be happy with that. But let's face it, he's eligible. Now we have to go and beat him. Let's hope they put him at tackle. But uh, Tennessee, they're a team that shouldn't be overlooked. They're 16th ranked for a reason. They have a lot coming back. So we'll see kind of what they do. Can they overtake Florida um, as the next best team in the SEC? Right now, Georgia's the kings of the East uh, because we have been for the last three years. Uh, so why not, uh, you know, why can't we, we can't be unseated until we're actually unseated until someone actually rep, someone else actually represents the East in, in Atlanta in the SEC championship. Georgia's going for its fourth straight appearance. There's nothing that states otherwise, uh, or gives you any other reason to doubt why they wouldn't be there. So uh, a lot of good games this week. Uh, we'll make, uh, I'll get with Israel and we'll make some picks, uh, this coming week and we'll figure out. Uh, we might even pick with spreads, thanks to BetOnline.ag as our sponsor. We we might pick some games with uh with some spreads. So uh, be on the lookout for a lot of uh, a lot of fresh content uh, from our SEC uh, channels, our SEC uh, networks, I guess, however you want to call it, uh, whatever you want to call it. But uh, there's going to be a lot of great content coming out. Um, this is a kind of a, a week two college football recap. I will recap next week all of the SEC games. This will kind of be. This will kind of serve as around the SEC. I'll give my brief recap every Monday of the Georgia game, or actually, I'll give my brief recap every every Monday of the college football games in the SEC. Uh, maybe a notable one outside the conference, and then I'll give an extensive recap of the Georgia game from uh, from the previous Saturday, either with a guest or uh, just solo. So uh, that's kind of how the Monday shows are going to look like with our hunker down Mondays, our our new uh, our game previews will happen. We'll try to release three days a week. We'll either get a game preview in on a Wednesday and then maybe do a, a more picks uh, preview based show on Fridays uh, to kind of get you ready, not only for the Georgia game, but for the other games around the conference as well, because I think not, you know, focusing on not only Georgia is also important uh, just to kind of figure out what's going on around your conference. And so uh, it gives you, it gives you great insight. So, um, this is a very brief edition. I know the last one I went uh, 55 minutes. I'm not going to quite make it that long, uh, but uh, it's a couple notable things uh, to look out for. Uh, John Fitzpatrick at tight end is uh, he's really starting to surge a little bit. He's really starting to earn some playing time. Not surprised by that. We talked to Brent Rollins and Dane Young uh, last week. If you haven't check out that show, for, uh, they do uh, they do great analysis work at ugasports.com and. Uh, and I think Brent Rollins does a great job with Pro Football Focus, uh, their college division. So check out that show uh, if you want to know more about the tight end situation. But I think a couple predictions. I think Dewan Mathis starts um, the Arkansas game. I think he does well. Uh, I think you're going to see some electric stuff from uh, not only George Pickens, but I think Tremaine Burton. Um, he's explosive. And I think you're going to see that. Hopefully he understands the playbook well enough to be able to get himself in, in some good situations 
and we'll see that really start to shine. So, uh, that being said, I hope um, I hope I continue to get better at these picks. I hope to bring you some great uh, game previews and reviews and things like that from from all the not only just the Georgia games but from around the SEC as well. So, with that, again, check us out on social media at Believe in Dogs, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Wherever you can find us, uh, you can find me at Coach Burton 36. You can email the show, believeindogs at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, things you want to talk about, or guests that, that, that you can think of that, that you can get, and maybe that I'm not aware of, um, and uh, just feel free to give me a contact there. Also, review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Apple, I know, does a great, uh, they have a great rating tool. You can. You can rank us, and you can leave actually a written review. And I think five people left reviews so far. So if you listen, just drop a review. Let me know what you think. Uh, feedback is always welcome. Even if you don't like something, that's okay too. Um, I certainly welcome the feedback, and I want to improve and, and have a uh, have a better product for you um, as I go. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this, uh, and. Uh, Let's look. I hope you look forward to uh, hearing from. I look forward to hearing from Kyle Sutherland from Hog Talk, and I look forward to welcoming back Israel Troop uh, to kind of talk about and wrap up the week uh, for the season opener at Arkansas. So, with that, I wish you a good day, and as always, go dogs. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture, and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.